We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. I can't believe I'm saying it. It's a live game preview edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. There's more options to do banking now more than ever, and who you work with is more important than how close they are to your home. Emprise has digital banking that meets you where you are, on your phone, on your computer, even your smartwatch. Uh, they're a trusted partner at your fingertips. They are our partner in possible here uh, at KC Sports Network. Absolutely wonderful to work with. If you are looking for any banking needs whatsoever, Emprise Bank, member FDIC, is who you should be talking to. Uh, it's been great working with them. I can't believe we are doing a game preview. I mean, and this will probably be a little bit you more informal. I can't. I, just, I can. It feels like it's been 18 <laughs> years since we last did one of these. So I, I think it's about time. It's great. That's Maddie Lane. Find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Uh, I like your shirt, Matthew. Uh, Mon- Monday called. They liked. <laughs> they liked my shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we have the same shirt. Can't copycat. You, you, you nailed nailed that joke. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we got a we got a game preview coming up. Yes, a little bit more informal. It's a preseason game. You know, we're, we're rusty. We're coming off a long break here over the summer too. So we gotta we gotta get back into form. And what what better way to do that than to talk about the Chicago Bears second, <laughs> third, and fourth stringers? Let's go, Craig. I mean, on apparently a, an awful looking field, but like, I, no, no, just turn off the all twenty two. It gets better. Oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. Hey. 
before we get into this, I, I want to put something out there. If you are a subscriber to KCSN, not one of the free subscribers, one of the monthly or yearly subscribers, and you are a part of the KCSN Discord, which you should be if you are, because it's a great community, lots of stuff in there for everybody. It's not just football talk. It's a little bit of everything. Go there tomorrow. That will be August 11th. Go there. There will be a new channel created for the sole purpose of giving away a couple of tickets to the Chiefs' first preseason game, donated so graciously by another subscriber, Kyle Carter. He's been so kind to donate them for this purpose. We are just asking you to go there. There will be instructions there. If you are not a subscriber, get on on that. We're giving away free tickets in the, in the KCSN Discord, so get in on that. You can do that 5 bucks a month, $30 a year, all kinds of content, all kinds of stuff that you're getting with that, and also a chance to win some Chiefs preseason tickets. So get in on that. Once again, we really thank Kyle Carter for doing that. Get in on the Discord, see the new channel, get going on that. Wonderfully done, Craig. Uh, we're not going to talk about the third and fourth stringers of the Bears. This is probably going to be a little bit more informal of a game preview. I, you know, normally we have a little bit more structure to this. But uh, I, we're not we're not operating with our traditional rundown. We're just gonna kind of I don't know. We just kind of want to freestyle it a little bit here. What is what rundown? Exactly. You know, we have we don't we don't do very many rundowns very often. Uh, we do typically for the game previews. You'll you know do you we? guys. Yes, we do. Okay. You forgot. Hmm. Oh, I just must never have, opened it. You you've it's uh, been fifteen it's, years. It's been he fifteen hasn't. years. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, we'll just we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason game. You know, some of the things that we want confirmed. I think that's one of the things is you want some confirmation to some of the things and some of the indications that you've been able to get to this point with training camp. And, you know, it's it's going up against uh, it's going up against another opponent. You know, someone that's not you, someone that doesn't know all your tendencies or, you know, you know it's, it's nice. It's nice to get a look against uh, a team that's not yours. Craig's right, though. I think the most important thing is is, is avoiding injury and the, the hellscape that is uh, Chicago, uh, the 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 Bears Stadium is you know Soldier Field is definitely worth uh, we're talking about here because Cairo Santos has to go to like oh. just like run down you know fields to try to mimic the conditions of soldier field i'm just hoping off the top nobody gets hurt please just please like that's it. i'm sorry but when your kicker is having to go to random fields in the middle of you know random high school fields that aren't taken care of like it's not just oh, i'm gonna go to any high school and start practicing have to go to specific ones that aren't taken care of to get the it just speaks volumes to the grounds crew that the Kansas City Chiefs have because that grass is just lush all the time. I, I will play, I will pander the audience there, but yeah, I get in, don't get hurt. Like honestly, when you guys heard that, I, I'll just throw this back out there. When you guys heard that, was your immediate reaction? Don't play any of the starters because 100%. it was it was for me. Like I'm like I don't want those guys on the field again. Maddie, what was your reaction to that? Um, yeah, I'm still, uh, picking this, uh, information up as we're going now. So like, you know, this is a, this is relatively new to me. Um, what? <laughs> we're opening, we're opening a game preview talking about the way the field is kept. We're getting in live football for the first time in months. And we're spending 10 minutes talking about how they grow their grass, what kind of water they, they use, don't. what color. <laughs> 
They don't. That's the problem. <laughs> this is how we're opening the first game preview. Okay. Yeah. You know what? They might, we might as well just, you know, not play any starters. Keep the second stringers off too. Let's just match the field conditions. Let's only play oh. <laughs> the reserves of the reserves. Nobody that's going to make the 53 should play in this particular game because we are starting this bad boy off on a heater. Do we, do we think Patrick Mahomes plays? Yes, yes or no, Maddie? I, I, yes. Yeah, I think he gets a drive. I think he does I, I too. Yeah, I think Andy's not going to change. Andy's not going to change it because of this. Andy's not going to no. change what he would normally do. So go back and look at what he did last year. Figure out what it looks like. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get one drive of Patrick Mahomes, three and out, twelve plays, whatever it may be. You're getting one drive from Patrick Mahomes, whether he throws the ball twelve times or zero times. That's that's what's going to come out of this game. I think it's going to be yeah. like, hey, Patrick, anytime anyone comes near you, just throw the ball away immediately <laughs> just we're good <laughs> they're gonna hand the ball off to Clyde they're gonna throw like a slant route and then they're just gonna call it good yeah they're definitely gonna do that and Andy just to prepare you and the lead up to it is going to tell you that Patrick Mahomes might play for a half he's not going to play for a half <laughs> might play yeah, for yeah. a quarter he's not gonna play for a quarter don't listen <laughs> to Andy he does this every year he's gonna play for a drive and then we're gonna get back into it's going to be Henny time and it's going to be the backups. And I mean, let's move right into that. I'm excited to see the backups. I'm excited for the second and third string. I, I think this is a very fun group. It's a lot of rookies. It's a lot of young players. I'm very curious to see how some of these guys look when they get pads on, when they can actually hit and they can run through guys. It's not trying to go half speed. I am very excited to watch Every single one of these rookies, a lot of these new additions. I, it, there's just so much about this roster that we only know from training camp, from pressers, from what the limited stuff from OTAs that we've seen. This is our first real look at it. And I'm excited, even if it's vanilla scheme, vanilla everything, I don't care. I'm excited to watch these guys move, see how they execute things, because it it's it's a lot more exciting this year that the roster is not so established. You can see guys maybe climb the ladder a little bit or fall down the ladder a little bit. So I think these games maybe mean a little more than they have in previous years. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start this show nine minutes into it, guys. Here we go. I want to ask this question off the top. Craig mentioned the rookies. We're all geeked about the rookies since the chiefs drafted them back in April, since we were sitting at kingdom bar and grill celebrating the Maddie draft uh, of all Maddie drafts. We've been really looking forward to getting this opportunity this weekend. So I want us all to go around and pick one singular rookie that you are most excited to watch. Matthew, you get the first crack. The cornerback room. Um, no, I'm no, sure no, to see which, no, which no, singular no, rookie of the it. entire no. group, which uh -uh, one rises to the top. Yeah, the, whichever one rises to the top, whichever rookie comes out and plays the best is the one that I'm most forward look, most looking forward to seeing is which one of Trent McDuffie, Josh Williams, Dizzy Johnson, which one of these guys rises to the top and showcases that he deserves to be there. Which one of these cornerbacks shows like he should be a starter? Is it Trent McDuffie who is coming off a banger of a week of practice? I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal this past week of training camp from what we've seen. Is he going to carry that moment, momentum into the game? Potentially. Is it going to be Joshua Williams, who kind of earned these early on starting cornerback reps? And then it looked like he's faced not necessarily any downward trend in play, but a few more challenges. He's looked a little bit more like a rookie as camp's gone on. Is he going to rebound now that it's getting into facing the not the same guy that he sees every single day over and over again? Is all of a sudden his length and his athleticism and his physicality 
going to show up and he's going to come out and be, you know, look like he did early on in camp and surprise everybody else. Or is Nizzy Johnson going to come in here and be the guy that really jumps on Jalen Watson? Like which one of these corners, which one of these corners is going to come out and be the guy that we are talking about from the secondary come Monday morning? I love Craig, it. Craig, you're up. I absolutely love it. My one guy is the wide receiver room. No, I'm <laughs> it's gonna be Sky Moore. I want to see Sky Moore against Sky Moore against He's everybody. the coward. You picked half the draft class. And yeah. I said no, Sky one. Moore, Sky Moore is super interesting because we see what he's doing against good Chiefs corners. Um he should produce based on what we've seen in training camp so far. He should be able to do the things that we've seen on the field. Now he's probably going to play, you know, probably through the first quarter, maybe a little bit into the second quarter. He's going to get some reps with Chad Henney here, and they're going to get him a bunch of reps, a bunch of routes, things like that. I want to see lots of targets for Sky Moore because he's going to be playing against guys that are frankly probably going to be a tier down from what he's been seeing especially as they get into that second quarter there we could see a massive sky more stat line in the first half if they target him if they give him the, those volume targets those things that we've seen in training camp so far he just looks explosive easy separation he looks to be you know hauling the ball in over guys you know despite his size lots of you know pulling away from guys when he's got the ball and that's legerious need and Trent McDuffie, you know, those, those are guys that are good football players. Now what's he going to do against the second teams? I want to see him make the Bears second teamers look like Bears second teamers. You know, I, I want to see that click. I want to see how that looks on the field because, man, if that happens, you know, I hope you had your fantasy drafts already. <laughs> you got Sky Moore because he's going to just shoot up boards with some visible reps on the field this week. Uh I'm going to get to mine real in a second here, but just like Craig, your shirt looks great. Maddie, your shirt looks great. Y'all know my shirt looks great. Uh, Charlie Hustle, newest partner here at KC Sports Network. Uh, they have loaded us up with some wonderful t-shirts. They have a whole Arrowhead collection. Go check them out. They're great. Uh, and I mean, this is like, these are my favorite shirts in the world. I have several Charlie Hustle shirts in my closet right now. So, uh, and some sweatshirts as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're checking them out because they're wonderful. Uh, speaking of hustle, I am most curious in Brian Cook. Brian Cook has had the quietest preseason of all of the Chiefs rookies. Like even Leo Chanel, like I, if I, if I wasn't uh, a coward like Maddie, I probably would have done like a Leo Chanel, like Brian Cook hybrid would have found a way to like clump them together. You're not um, creative enough. It's okay. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, that's true. Um, I, I have no idea how I'm, how I'm still here, but I am going to go with Brian Cook because it's been such a quiet process for him. And like, you know, there's some stuff like, I, I think Dave Merritt kind of mentioned, he's been kind of one of, if not the leader of that young, of that, of the, of the rookies. Like he's been a kind of a, a guy that, has been, you know, maybe a little bit behind the scenes, you know, one of those high character football players that kind of keeps things together a little bit. Um, there's some high praise for Brian Cook, but like on the field, what we've seen of him, it ha like when we when me and Craig were out at training camp, it wasn't the prettiest. Uh, <laughs> watching watching him try to do the the slot drop cover two look that the you know the, the Chiefs are rotating their safeties into a cover two look, and like the spacing was kind of awkward and. 
Brian Cook definitely had a, a very large role in that. But I'm excited to watch that very large man get around and play play on the football field just to kind of see, you know, his instincts, see him hit a little bit. Because, you know, one of the strengths of him is, you know, his ability to tackle. You know, one of his, um, you know, one of his, you know, that's one of the, the traits that he hangs his hat on. You haven't got to see that. That's not, you know, the, some of these settings aren't necessarily the things that are going to be, you know, the best for him. So let's get a look at, let's get a look at what Brian Cook looks like against other teams, you know, and, and I'm sure he's going to be a guy that plays a lot of reps uh, when, when they play the Bears. And one thing with like the rookies that I did want to go back to, and this probably goes mostly for Trent McDuffie at the quarterback. Oh, I thought you were spot, gonna say all the rookies, sorry. Or Sky Moore. I throw George Karloffis in here too. When you have rookies that you're expecting to step in and perform well early on for a season, these guys are kind of not given roster spots, but they've er- early on they have earned the roster spot. You want them to look different on the football field when they get out there into deep <laughs> into the second quarter or the third quarter. Like you don't want to have to be sitting there watching and trying to determine is that 24 playing wide receiver but who's kidding we're going to know where sky Moore is it's a great number <laughs> choice you'll always know where he is but Love you it. don't want to have to ask who's that guy and you're talking about the first preseason game as you get deeper into the game so these rookies you know mcduffie sky Moore, carl office those guys you want to be able to tell just by quickly glancing at the tv just based on how they move how they're playing versus these other second and third stringers like that is one area that i do think preseason that you can kind of pick up on Guys that should play early on that you should be expecting to play early on during the regular season, be a contributor, they will look different in the preseason. Maybe not always perfect. They're not going to come out and play perfect, but they will just look different. That's why kind of I think I had to go with somebody like a Trent McDuffie would be my lead candidate, but just in case another corner jumps in, I had to cover myself. Sky Moore, Carl Office, like there's your things to kind of what matters in a preseason game, how these guys move, how they move compared to other players out there. That's something to keep an eye on, I think. Uh, yeah, George, if George Karloff just racks up a whole bunch of pressures against the second team offensive line. You got to get excited. You do. I mean, that's yeah. because that's what he should do. You know, if Isaiah Pacheco puts up 80 yards rushing, you know, and a couple of catches get excited. Like th- those are the things that you should be looking for. Yeah. That mean a whole lot. Again, vanilla scheme, everything like that, but executing the assignment and looking good while doing it for the rookies. That's, that's important. Speaking of the Bears' second team O-line, they might as well just take Tevin Jenkins on the plane home with them. Wouldn't hate that. Thanks to everybody watching right now. Uh, hit the like. Hit the subscribe button. Um, tell us who you are excited to watch uh, in the first preseason game. Uh, yeah, just all those things, those kind of things help support uh, our channel, help support what we're doing here at KCSN. If you wanted to leave a five-star review on iTunes or on Apple uh, Podcasts, that wouldn't suck. Uh, so yeah, thank you everyone supporting, watching it, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. Um, I want to talk next about the veteran you guys think that can help themselves the most. And I know it's kind of relative, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's only so much these guys can be able to do, but I do think some good performances in some preseason games can possibly help some of these guys elevate themselves. Matthew, give me uh, a veteran that you think can help, help themselves the most, uh, in this preseason game. It is kind of hard. The way the Chiefs roster is set up, a lot of your position battles are kind of between younger guys, between rookies. So I don't know if I know can like identify that many veterans that I think will play a lot of snaps that could really do a lot for their standing on the team. Um, so this guy's technically a veteran, even though he hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. Malik Herring, I think, is a guy that he's this he's now entering. I believe this is his second year. He didn't get a play last year. 
by all intents and purposes during OTAs, he looked really good this past season at training camp. You know, there's some flashes of him here and there. You you showcasing some quickness and good hand usage. The Chiefs are going to be not desperate, but they are looking for some interior defensive line depth. They just brought in Danny Shelton. He was coming in They're Now they brought in Taylor Stallworth. Like they're trying to bring some guys into be depth there, but I don't know if you're locking anyone into a roster spot. So that seems kind of open herring who can play a little bit of defensive end, who then can kick inside and be this sub package rusher on the inside. I think he's a guy that if he comes out and has a monster preseason, he could make a good push kind of for that final defensive line, defensive end tackle hybrid spot. My guy is Ronald Jones. Um, Ronald Jones needs to play well in the preseason to make this roster. I think Ooh, he thinks, love it. I think, I, I think that if he shows up and he looks really good, even if he's running against twos and threes, you know, if he shows up and he looks really good, I think he can make himself on the roster. I think it, that running back room is enough unsettled at this point. I think they like Pacheco. They like McKinnon. They like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They like Derek Gore. You know, it, there's a lot of guys like that that they do like. And, I think they're going to land a guy on a practice squad. If I had to guess, it would be Gore right now. But Ronald Jones can make that life a lot more difficult on this on this staff, on this front office, by playing really well. Conversely, if he does not show out, if he does not look particularly good, even if he looks just fine, I don't know that he makes this roster because there's too many young guys, too many guys that I think they want to hang their hats on. So I think this is a very important game for Ronald Jones, not just this one, but you know, the rest of them that he's going to get to play in as well. I think they're extremely important. Maybe, maybe for him more than arguably any other veteran that they have, because he is so on the bubble in a room that is so cloudy right now. I, you know, you talk about Brian cook as a guy that maybe in a real game sit, setting helps more uh, mm -hmm. than others. I think that's the same for Ronald Jones because some of his skill Agreed. sets don't really get to, you know, show up in camp. You know, there's not a lot of live periods. He's not getting to, you know, run the ball against real live contact, um, which I, I don't know if this, I don't know if that's entirely a compliment. Like there's some areas of concern in the passing game, areas of concern in pass protection as a runner of the football might wind up being the best one of them in, in the, in, in this, in this, uh, mm -hmm. he's got the ability to be the best runner of the football. I would not position. be shocked. Absolutely would not be shocked if we got out of preseason and we all thought that I really would not be shocked. I'm going to go with DiCaprio Boodle here. Uh, I have a few, you know, there's like, I think there's several guys, but I I, I want to save it for, you know, I, I think these guys could potentially be options for one of the next questions I want to ask you guys here. Um, but I, you know, D DiCaprio Boodle kind of set himself up pretty well, I think. You know, it looks like by all indications, he's getting a lot of opportunities on special teams with the first team special teams. He's um, getting, I believe, the backup reps. Uh, in the nickel wasn't even, you know, I, I think Craig, you even mentioned they weren't moving Trent McDuffie inside. They were, they were keeping DiCaprio Boodle there. So, um, you know, this is a guy that's very firmly, like, very firmly put himself on the bubble. I think like he's very much in contention for a 53 man roster spot, which is awesome. It's great to see. Uh, but I think he's got a, I think he's a guy with very thin margin for air because if the chiefs are going to have to get a little bit creative, he might be a guy that kind of winds up on the chopping block. So I think every opportunity that he gets out there is going to matter. And if not, I think this is a really big chance for him you know, to make another football team because I think he, it's going to be very close for him. Uh, but this he's, he's just got to he's got to be he's got to be on point from from Jump Street here. And I think this first game is going to be an opportunity for him to do that. 
So out of these three, who do we think is the most likely to make the 53-man roster and the least likely out of these three? Um, and I'll go first. I think Boodle's almost a lock to make Ooh. the 53. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen much competition for nickel cornerback too from yeah. the Chiefs at camp right now. Like there's not anybody else that's getting those same reps. Anytime you see Chad or the second team defense working, it's always Boodle on the slot. You lost Tyron Matthew, who gave you this de facto second slot defender if you needed it. Not that Justin Reed or Juan Thornhill haven't played that role a little bit, but they're not the same type of man coverage out of the slot defender you've seen. It's like, I have Boodle as all but a lock to make it just because of the versatility to play a little safety, to play as that second team nickel. So I think he's the safest. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones as being the least likely to make it for wow. one, one simple reason. I've watched the Chiefs, and this is beyond more than just Andy Reid. This goes like two decades back. Good running back, good running performances in the preseason don't matter. Just good running back performances in the preseason don't matter for any team, but especially the Chiefs. So no matter how good Ronald Jones is in these games, I still think it comes down to his utility to this running back room is by far the least out of everybody that's there. He would have to be so far and above better than everybody else as a runner to make this roster. While he might be the best runner, is he far and away the best runner? I don't know. So he's just going to be my least likely with Boodle is my most likely. You, so you think you, Malik Herring has a better chance of making this I was getting ready to say, yes. Malik Herring over Joshua Kando in, in your scenario, I'm assuming. It depends or on how they want to defensive ends. It depends on how you want to slice it up, right? Like, yeah, what are, what are you doing with your split for defensive and defensive tackles? Um, but yes, as of right now, I think that he's got a slightly better chance than uh, Ronald Jones does to make it. The one holdup is bringing in Danny Shelton gives you a technically a backup one tech, a backup nose tackle. Tershawn Wharton's clearly going to be the backup three tech. Malik Herring would be a little bit of a bonus. He's he's not going to play nose at all. He's a pass rushing sub front guy. I just. I think he at least brings a little something that other guys besides him don't after those first four. I don't know if Ronald Jones do the same at the running back spot. The only pushback I have is I think the chiefs have a plan for Ronald Jones and like they gave him a little bit of real money to be here. And that's my only like hesitancy is just, you know, he's not a complete vet minimum deal. It just feels like they have a, you know, they probably have a plan or a need specifically for him. Ball uh, out and trade him. <laughs> we've seen wasn't him do it that like so they can add to the thousand though. They have like, was pretty low. They have That's like thirty five draft picks next year. What's another one? I mean, the draft is in KC, so that could be a lot of fun. All right, so next question for you guys. I want to know the veteran that's going to play deeper in the game than some people might think. Ooh. Does anybody have one on the top? If you, you thought of this, you can go first. Yeah, no, it's, I, ponder. you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm wondering if Colin Saunders isn't playing all the way into the fourth quarter. And that may not surprise some people, but it's a third. Is round that pick. unexpected? No, I know it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little iffy here, but I, I think it will surprise some people and it'll be pretty telling if, if, if Colin Saunders is playing deep into the fourth quarter, the chiefs just signed Danny Shelton because they don't really have a great one tech run stopping option behind Derek Nottie. You know, they play pretty light with Tershawn Wharton, who is a lock to make this football team. There's three clear cut locked in defensive tackles. The fourth one, you've got to, you've got to look at, you got to look pretty hard at what this team's going to do along the interior. I don't think Colin Saunders is a great one tuck, a great one stuffing run tech. I think 
you know, I think that's why Danny Shelton's here. You can add some girth to that defensive line, especially since you're getting cute with, you know, with with Treshawn. I mean, cute, not the right word. Especially just with Treshawn Wharton in the mix there. You've got to find somebody, somebody to really be able to play the interior. I think Colin Saunders' days are numbered here, if I'm being honest, in Kansas. You know, I think his time in Kansas City, um, it could be, you know, it could be, uh, it, it could be coming up. And I think the Danny Shelton sign was a clear indication of that. I think he's playing for a job, but I think he's playing for a job potentially somewhere else. And so, you know, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time this week. And I think he's going to get a lot of playing time in the, in the preseason. I do want to say this. I don't think that the Danny Shelton signing is going to make it onto the field this weekend. Like it, that there's so little time. So oh, for sure. If they, if they have to make a move at, interior defensive line if they are clearing a spot like let's say taylor stallworth isn't on his team come into this weekend colin saunders almost by default is going to end up playing a lot of reps just sure. because there's a, from from a body's perspective so i'm i don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what you said but i'm i'm gonna wait just like a half beat on colin to see the other games that are coming up here after Danny Shelton is a little more integrated in this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you have a guy that you think is going to play deeper? Yeah, yeah, veteran guy, uh, Velas Jones Jr. Um, <laughs> no, no, I had to had to do that for my guy there. Um, I, I'm going to say uh, Darian Kennard, uh, not a veteran, but a guy that I think is going to play pretty deep into this because I think they're going to want to get him a lot of reps. Um, I we've seen this before with young offensive linemen. I know we, you know, we we we're trying to do veterans here, but I think that that's one that people will be surprised about because I think people have seen him kind of pushing. A little bit there you know upper second team guy that you're pretty sure is making the roster you know not a guy that you're going to look at and go hey that guy you know is going to be playing deep into the fourth quarter but i'm not going to be shocked if they just want to see him not just at right tackle but at left tackle like he might be getting some left tackle reps late in this game so i think we're going to see a lot of darian canard i'm excited to see darian canard i'm excited to watch him kind of push guys around can't talk about guys that you know, we're going to come alive a little bit in the game setting. I think he's a guy that definitely, you know, is, is more suited to that, you know, actually able to hit somebody, actually be able to lean on somebody in a way that he wants to and play the physical style that he wants to instead of these one-on-one -on -one reps where 
you know, guys are in space and he's having to cover all of this. So I think Kennard's going to play almost all the way through the game and we might see him at left and right tackle. Uh, I was going to go with Ronald Jones, actually, but since we talked about it, I'm going to skip that one. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Ronald Jones taking mid-fourth quarter carries. I think that's where he is on the depth chart, wow. which kind of goes to my latter point that I don't think he's a very safe roster spot. But um, to Lonnie Johnson, I think there was a little Ooh. bit of fanfare when he was signed and because it made a lot of sense to be a Charvarius Ward replacement and his skill set fits what Steve Spagnuolo likes. And you could just see how maybe he wasn't going to come in and be a star, but how it would all fit together. And I don't even think he's been bad. From the little bits that I've seen at camp, he's been absolutely fine. But that absolutely fine hasn't got him any first team reps. He's not really making big waves in training camps. Like I came to think right now, he's a little under the radar. And for him playing deeper than you know expected or that one might have thought, that might not be fourth quarter. That might just be up until halftime. That might be a little bit into the third quarter. It's just he's a guy that I don't think everybody would have anticipated when this move was made that he would be battling it out for a second, third string reps during the preseason at the quarterback spot for a team that did just draft three corners in the draft and then have to sign like three more in undrafted free agency, him not being ahead of those guys early on a little bit of a surprise. I'm surprised neither of you went with Josh Gordon. And like, I know a lot of us probably look at it and say the writing on the wall, but I don't think if you asked everyone that they would say that, you know, and that's why I'm just kind of curious. I think Dwayne Donald said, you know, Josh Gordon should be playing all game and on special teams because that's the only way he's making the roster. You know, I, I, I don't know if everybody's all the way out on Josh Gordon's outlook, maybe the same way we are. And so I was just kind of surprised because I think some people, there's still some belief there in what Josh Gordon can bring to the table. And I'm not saying like I, the, a game setting may not be a bad thing for him. Like, you know, like I, I, I think what, it was the framing around just later than we think and kind of setting up expectations. Cause even if you would have said like going into this, where was Josh Gordon at expected? You're still thinking best case scenario, he's wide receiver four, five, six, right. And like, still that's a guy that's going to play late in the, later into the game. So well, maybe he's definitely disappointed what even those expectations were. I mean, look at his press conference. I think I saw a comment about that too from JCB that said, do we think that he looked a bit uneasy during his presser? Absolutely. I, looked, I mean, he just looked defeated. He looked like his his energy was zapped. I'm not, not bad, not angry. Just he looked like a guy that just kind of was just low energy on that particular day. And maybe it was a day thing, but I, I my expectations are for Josh Gordon. They have been since training camp started and even before He's battling for a roster spot that says you're playing deep into the second half regardless. And it just doesn't sound like he's looking or moving that well right now. So eh, I, not ex- he just he's not going to play longer than I expect because I kind of expect him to play in the fourth quarter. Hey, I we're wonder, gonna, oh, I wonder if he's going to get a bunch of targets, though. Like, I wonder if they're going to try and get him a little bit of volume. Just kind of see what looks. they got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys want to uh, do a couple of things, uh, hit the like hit the subscribe button on this show. But also, if you want to ask some questions, I think we're going to take a few questions here uh, heading up to the preseason game before we get out of here. So feel free to ask a few questions here. Um, Also, by the way, uh, promo code KCSN gets you $100 in free bets on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. And obviously, uh, some legislation, some stuff has happened here in Kansas. It sounds like some things got approved today as well. So um, it's coming here in Kansas, uh, in the state of Kansas uh promo code kcsn will get you a hundred dollars in free bets at DraftKings sportsbook so make sure you're using that promo code whenever 
uh, you do sign up. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and leave some questions uh, in the comments and we'll start getting into some of those uh, here today. Just, just, I mean, like, you know, it's kind of, it's preseason, you know, we don't want to go full. Like, again, we're not breaking down. The, we're not breaking down the bears. Speak uh, for yourself. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. This guy goes out he's going out of town this weekend, right? Listen. He won't be with you, Craig. He won't be with you, myself and Tucker as we give you guys a live reaction mm. to the preseason game, as soon as it's done, Kent won't be here. So he thinks, cause he's on another little vacation. We're not taking this game seriously. Let me tell you I, something, buddy. Here's the thing. Um, if I happen to be on a boat during the post game show, I want to come on <laughs> and do mm. a just do Maddie like and I and Tucker are just gonna have to see uh, when it comes down to that. We're we're gonna have to see how we're feeling. At that I point. kind of I kind of like. I think you should let me do a segment for a boat if I am indeed on a boat during <laughs> during the during the post game show. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, buddy. I'm just saying. Uh, I well, I'm just saying. Um, all right. So, uh, Anthony Perkins, how many of our camp players get picked up by other teams when the 53 man cut comes? I think that's a great question. Uh, what you got, Maddie? It's hard to say without knowing who's the cut players, right? But um, I, six. I don't know. I'm just a random number. Seems seems realistic. Seems plausible. I think that I was kind of thinking through some of the guys that I think that might get cut. I can probably come up with a good three to four that I feel good about, and then I'm throwing a couple extra wild cards in there. Well, actually, hold on. Let me. I'm, I'm walking this back now. Actually, I think that's too many. I think it's too many as well. I'm going to drop it down. I'm going to drop it down to three because I was kind of including practice squad and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, no, no, we're walking back. We're going three. I think you could see, uh, I could, you could see a wide receiver like a Justin Watson, a Josh Gordon, maybe uh, Corey Coleman, Corey Coleman. I think those are some guys that could potentially get some looks. Um, Maybe one of the running backs too. I mean, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones, Derek Gore. Derek Gore. I think Derek Gore Gore has a shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, I mean, who knows what happens to Blake Bell. I think Blake Bell's safe. Uh, I don't think anybody along the offensive line is really going to get too many looks. Um, this is a you know. this is a question I think that we'll dive deeper into when we start doing some roster prediction stuff, but do we think the Chiefs can afford to keep Darius Harris and Jermaine Carter? No chance. Do you think both will make the roster? No chance. No, and think- I think that I don't, and I think that either one of those guys is getting picked up. Like right, I, yeah, I that's, think that's what I was. That's what I was going. Special yeah. teams depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, the, the special team stuff. Like the secondary could have some guys that could sneak onto a roster too, depending on like like if Chris Lamons makes the team, like that's pushing somebody. That's pushing somebody mm-hmm. out. And like what one of my fears in a very deep roster with a lot of very intriguing good football players is that uh, the, the heavy hammer of special teams influences the bottom of that roster in a negative way. It always that does. Buddy. a heavy windmill from Tobe to keep Lamons over whoever is gone. Like For the first time, I don't think keeping a Chris Lamons or a cornerback of that level to just play special teams would never feel more defeating than this year because you do have so many young guys, all of which that can play special teams. I get it. They're probably not as good at Chris Lamons as being a vice or a gunner, but they could be, or they could be good enough to go ahead and jettison a, a Watson and a Z Johnson, just one of these young guys to keep Lamons. This would be about as defeating as it possibly could be, I think, if it happened this year. All right, so we got a question here from Dwayne Donald now. 
Uh, do Blake Bell or Noah Gray have enough trade value that they could be moved if Fortson is healthy? What do you think, Craig? Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I, now, people aren't on the Blake Bell train. I think it's more likely that it's Noah Gray. I think, you know, if the team see how they're using him like an H back, you see in the way that he moves, everything like that. I think you would see some teams that are maybe interested in him. That being said, I think they're keeping four tight ends. I think I think all four guys are making the roster. You know, if they did last year, they got a better group this year. Like those guys have progressed even further. Even Noah Gray hey, has progressed even further. I think they're keeping four tight ends. I'm with you. Uh, I I started off with the Noah Gray could be a you know practice squad candidate, and that the whole concept was I don't think you could keep four tight ends and four running backs this year. I think it's definitely shifted to keeping four tight ends and not four running backs. Um, and even if you did have to make a move, I'm not sure Noah Gray has not surpassed Jody Fortson on the tight end depth chart. Different players, different body types, but just overall, I'm not sure that he hadn't surpassed uh, Fortson by now. So now, does Noah Gray have any trade value? Probably not. He was a day three pick that really hasn't accomplished a whole lot in the NFL yet. So if you were trading him as the team that drafted him, you would essentially just be punting on what you thought his value was. You're not going to get better than what you just spent on him if you're the Chiefs. So from that standpoint, no, I don't think either one of them have any trade value. The The roster construction for this year is going to be so interesting because like, I there's so many like, different ways it can go and <laughs> how many young dbs do you keep are you keeping four tight ends if you're keeping four tight ends who's getting cut uh an extra tight end or an extra offensive lineman or an extra receiver uh michael burton's a lock to make this team so how does that shape up things like uh, defensively okay like how many defensive tackles are you roll on like uh, every position like honestly the linebackers position is confusing it's wildly confusing for me because like you think so Yes, I do because I don't know how many they're going to keep because of special teams and like actually I'm I sure. here's so here's and like the special I think there are four pieces. locks. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but, yeah. Then, but and what I, after I, that and how many do you yeah. keep? And no, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here's a question from Jason Thomas about the linebacker group, and this is one of the biggest enigmas questions. Uh, haven't heard much about Mike Rose so far. Looking forward to him playing Saturday. What do you want to see from him? Uh, Matthew started off. I have some thoughts, but I, cause I did, I, I'll, you know what? I'll go, I'll answer the question. I'll answer the question to start because I did get a chance to watch him and I actually paid a little bit of attention to specifically to him when we were, um, when we were at training camp. So the game looked a little fast for him. I mean, obviously that's going to be the case for a lot of, you know, a lot of these guys at this point, um, trying to, you know, he played a lot as like an overhang at Iowa state. His work in the box was a little bit, you know, a little bit shaky from when I was saw, when I saw it. He was kind of thinking a little bit too fast. And honestly, some of those, you know, that fluidity and coverage ability that you saw in space hadn't really shown too much yet. Um, but he's a big athletic kid. Uh, and like there's definitely some value in that. So what do you want to see from him? I want to see him playing fast. I want to see the special team side of it because ultimately he doesn't really have a role on this defense in year one. He has a potential role on special teams. He's got to survive long enough to to show some of the instincts, you know, some of the coverage ability that you know made him, I believe, the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year uh, at one point in his career. So he needs to just show a lot on special teams and play fast. I think those two things will give him a leg up in sticking around in some capacity. I could see him sticking into the bottom of the roster. I still believe in the player, but. I mean, he's he's just got a lot of question marks for me right now. 
Um, as the resident um, micros homer here, um, yes. The, what I've seen from him out of camp, and it's just been little clips, but he has looked pretty rough in some man coverage opportunities. There's been more than one highlight of him looking very stiff and slow to transition in some man coverage reps, which isn't something he did a lot at Iowa State. It, he definitely made you know his, his hype via his coverage ability or his ability in space at Iowa State, but it wasn't in man coverage. It was usually playing zone or running kind of that deep hole, making a lot of plays on the ball from there with his eyes on the quarterback, learning how to play in man coverage. It looks like it's been a learning curve. So I would love to see him get in there and get some reps against, you know, some third, four string tight ends, third, four string running back, and just show that he's improving in man coverage. So that way you can start to see a way to carve out a role if he proves to be a good special teams player. Because right now we touched on it, Jermaine Carter, Darius Harris. These guys are already good special teams players. It doesn't matter if you're a good special teams player if you can't match their play on the defensive end at that point in time. So he needs to bring a little bit of both. I'm excited to see him in a game situation. I think linebacker is a spot that's kind of hard to shine in camp a lot, but he has not looked good from the little bit that we've seen so far. I don't have any micros takes. I want to see him play teams. I want to see him play. Uh, yeah, I, I liked the little bit there. I got to see of him in Iowa State, but yeah, I, I think he's clearly on the outside looking in right now. But as we talked mm -hmm. about, like, Linebacker five, uh, that's pretty open right now. So Very. he can play his way onto the roster. Yeah, if they do keep five, I think they keep five, which is like, it's just, if they keep five linebackers, they keep Chris LeMond's, then the Chiefs are losing one of those fun buddy, backs buddy, that we're really excited They about. kept six linebackers last year. I know. So it's keep just that in mind. Five linebackers and a special teamer. Like, let's five, not, five let's linebackers. not shove him in <laughs> and a specialist. Let's not play uh, him with the linebacker group. That's Dorian O'Daniel. I am not sure. Up. I don't think Dorian O'Daniel is on a roster. Uh, I I don't believe. I think he got the, the I don't think he's on a roster right now. Just saying. Okay, um, that says <laughs> we had a, a question. Oh, nope, gonna, go. Okay. Kyle Cook, any chance that the Chiefs go down the nine linemen <laughs> to keep an extra skill player? I don't think so. I don't think with the health that this offensive line has seen as of late mm -hmm. that Andy Reid would risk going down the nine offensive linemen. Um, is it possible? Yes. It's just with the health of what this offensive line has been so far, I wouldn't be surprised to at least start the year with 10 offensive linemen. Yeah. I, I will say this. This last year was the first year that Andy Reid kept 10 in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. It was 8 nine eight. Eight nine 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 nine. So he was very comfortable with just keeping nine for a long time. Then 2020 happened. Um, and then Andy Reid went, No, we're keeping 10 last year. So I can fully get on board with what Maddie's saying there. Like, if push comes to shove, he's gonna keep an extra offensive lineman in this scenario because he's seen how damaging that can be when you've got the best player in the world and you just can't keep him upright. I'm just going to, here's the thing. So the only scenario, okay, so I'll, I'll just run, I'll run through my predictions. Mm -hmm. Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones, do both of them make the football team? No. Okay. There's your, that's the only way that they're keeping. And they, and if they keep five receivers and if they only keep four running backs, which I tend to agree, like I, I would I would. I think there's a chance that they can kind of like. I they might be able to keep McKinnon on a practice squad and just kind of put him on ice. Like I think they could potentially. I genuinely think they have a chance to do that. Um, someone would have signed him. I think. Um, 
but you got to keep five receivers, four tight ends to keep 10 offensive linemen. And you got to ask yourself who the 10th, who the 10th offensive lineman is. Like right now I got, I, I, for my, for my non-offensive lineman, I got Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Andrew Wiley, Lucas Niang, Darian Kennard, Rodney, Roderick Johnson, Nick Allegretti. So I guess like, you know, Jaron Christian's the guy. Matt, Matt is going to fight you about Jaron making the team. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, I, no, it's Roderick Johnson making the team. I have no Roderick Johnson. I put no, Roderick so like, Johnson on there. Right. I know. <laughs> Hard no. I'm just putting Jaron over Roderick. Yeah. I'm I think I, I, this is my Roderick. prediction. This is my prediction. I get it. I, I get it. This is my, just calm down. I don't come I after was, the wrong guy here. I, I think Jaron Christian's the. I think if if they're keeping ten, it's Jaron. Uh, I think it's. Jaren. I guess my pushback is I think that Jaron Christian is one hundred percent in there over Roderick Johnson. I'm saying Roderick Johnson's your tenth swing guy at best. So why did Roderick Johnson get the first crack at left tackle? That's because all I because they didn't I, want to disrupt the second team's continuity, where Jaron Christian wanted to keep playing with the same guys that he was going to play with. They wanted to get the guy that has no chance of playing with the starters in there. Roderick Johnson out there because it was just a placeholder while Orlando Brown was there. I think that's how come Roderick Johnson, since Orlando Brown Jr. has been here, has already been designated like the third string tackle on whatever side he plays on because he was never the guy. It was just the placeholder. Just the placeholder. That's going to do it for the Casey Laboratory. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was a very fun game preview edition. Craig and Maddie. and We're Tucker. not doing predictions? What? It's a preseason game. game. Uh, no, close it out. Continue. I'm done. Make sure to check out Craig, Maddie, and Tucker on the KCSN postgame show for preseason week one. We will have a, uh, a a different setting for week two. Uh, also, make sure, if you guys are watching right now, here in about 10 minutes, uh, BJ and Nate Taylor's uh, conversation from today will debut. So just like stick around another 10 minutes, maybe you know, thumb around the KCSN channel before that preview here in about 10 minutes. It's a great conversation. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you later. 27-16. 22-13. 17-38.